Hi, I'm Brian Fabian Crane and I'm here with Sebastian Couture. On February 12th and 13th, we attended the Inside Bitcoins conference in Berlin. After two months of podcasting together, it was the first time we met in person. We had lots of fun, interviewing many people from the Bitcoin community, attending interesting talks and capturing Bitcoin at this unique moment in its history. This is one of a series of episodes about this conference. This episode features a first set of interviews we did over the course of the two-day event. You'll hear the many conversations we've had with entrepreneurs, developers, investors, and the conference organizers. We were able to capture their enthusiasm and excitement as they gave us their impressions on the conference, as well as their outlook on Bitcoin's future. Enjoy. I'm Alan Meckler. I'm the chairman and CEO of Media Bistro. And uh, among other things, we produce trade shows uh, around the world, including the one that we're at today, uh, Inside Bitcoins in Berlin. And when did Media Bistro become involved with Bitcoin? Uh, The first uh, event for uh, Inside Bitcoins took place in New York City in July of 2013. And what prompted that uh, that involvement with Bitcoin, I guess? One of the editors who works for me uh, got very interested in uh, the whole concept of Bitcoin. And uh, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, it took me a while to understand exactly what it was or is. And uh, once I realized that it was complicated and most people didn't understand what was going on, I thought there might be an opportunity to uh, train people or teach people around the world, and thus the idea of starting a seminar series. So how did you um, go from having interest to thinking that there's a real potential also to put on a large scale of conferences? Well, my, in my career, I've done many events uh, over the years. Uh, in the 1990s, I created a trade show uh, the first large trade show in the world for the Internet called Internet World. And then um, in 2000, I created another show which uh, became very large uh, on search engines called Search Engine Strategies. So I've had a career of finding uh, paradigm shift and or cutting-edge topics and hopefully being first to the market uh, and, and then expanding from one to many around the world. Uh, as I said, I've had experience in putting uh, organizations together to help run shows like that. And so over the last year or two years since you since the first Bitcoin conference happened in New York, um, there's been you know, quite a few more that have sprung up all around the world. Where do you see this going? Like, Where do you see uh, Inside Bitcoin in two years, three years? Well, uh, this year alone, uh, we'll probably do nine around the world, maybe ten. Uh, in fact, just uh, yesterday, we, we decided yeah. to do uh, Israel, uh, Singapore. Uh, we're already in Hong Kong, uh, obviously in New York, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, here we are in Berlin. We're doing it in uh, London, and we'll probably announce uh, Paris and Milan uh, sometime in the next few weeks. Cool. I, I live in France, so I'll be looking forward to okay. uh, the Paris conference. <laughs> um so if you compare 
the sort of atmosphere and the people here at the Bitcoin conference with the, what you saw in, in the beginning of the SEO or the internet world? How would you compare those groups to the type of people? This is very similar to uh, the beginnings of the commercial internet in 1993 and 1994, where there was uh, significant confusion just on the basic way in those days how the internet might operate and how one communicated. And here we have the Bitcoin and how that operates and how you use it and how you buy it. Uh, but what's really exciting is the number of people from different walks of life and industries who are seeking out an opportunity to create a new venture. And, and I think that this business with the Bitcoin is so significant and there's so many services that can, get, can be created around it that I, I, I see thousands of businesses being created in many different countries. So, yeah, you spoke about um, the contrast to when the Internet first uh, started expanding in the early 90s. Uh, do you think that I – mean, because then we were building infrastructure. We were building you know, the services and really the – just the know-how of, of you know, how the internet was going to work over the next years. And I don't think at that point we knew that in 20 years from then there would be a Facebook or a Twitter. or you know. So do you think that the expansion of Bitcoin, now that technical infrastructure is there and that kind of social shift that we've had over the last few years, or 20 years, um, so do you think that uh, the, the rise of Bitcoin will happen much quicker than the Internet did? Or, I mean, how- oh, yes, because uh, back then it was extremely difficult to just connect to the Internet. And initially there wasn't a World Wide Web. Uh, don't forget the browser uh, opened up everything so that people could jump from one website to another uh, with the same protocols. Uh, obviously, what we're seeing with Bitcoin, which is very exciting, is it is a peer-to-peer uh, currency uh, with uh, potentially millions and millions of uh, organizations and individuals participating. So much as we saw a paradigm shift in uh, how we listen to music, uh, we're going to see the same thing, but the financial transactions uh, are, are much wider and greater than, 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 what, than what we saw. Plus, People are you know, much more tuned in today on technology than they were back then. I'm curious about the so what's going to happen with the kind of conference circus, right? Because we had from a very few Bitcoin conferences in a very short time. This now a lot of them. You, you alone are putting on ten or something yes. this year. So, do you think we will have um, a kind of conferences taking on a more specialized role, or they, are they just going to become bigger? What do you, where well, do you think that's going? Yes, no, I, th- I think as uh, more services are developed, uh, then the expo part becomes bigger. Fortunately, uh, with our experience and, and, and know-how to put on uh, highly well-run and functioning conferences, uh, we believe our brand will be the one that uh, larger companies like KNC and others will will say, oh, this is a good series and we, we won't bother yeah. going to the smaller ones. Uh, I, I know there's a competitive conference, and you may have been to it, but uh, uh, I won't mention the name, but uh, I know they recently had one in Miami, and uh, there are several people here who were there, and they said they, 
you know, the, the quality of production was very low. Um, you know, it didn't run smoothly. The yeah. room wasn't set up properly, uh, you know, and, and, and everything was out of sync. Uh, we have, uh, I, I have over uh, 40 years of experience putting on events and have a team to match that. So we make sure that uh, we run a very smooth, professional event. And, and as I said, we become uh, sort of the marketing arm of a larger uh, Bitcoin company or who has a service and, and wants to offer it around the world because we will be in so many different uh, major cities and countries. You could plan all your marketing around uh, yeah. our series of events. And there's no other one right now that is more than one or two cities, where, as I said, by the, this year alone, we'll probably do nine or ten. Yeah, my name is Thomas Hessler. I'm uh, one of the founders of Xanox, uh, what we did in the past. I'm here at the Bitcoin conference in Berlin because well, right now we are looking for startups to invest, especially in the Bitcoin field. And we are developing a platform for startups to set up uh, a community, basically, to bring together experts, investors and customers with an entrepreneur. And that's exactly what we see here uh, in the Bitcoin infrastructure will happen uh, in the, let's say, next generation of crowdsourcing. That's what us really excites about the Bitcoin. Are you going to integrate Bitcoin into that uh, platform? Absolutely. I, that's why I, I brought my partner uh, to the conference. Uh, he's responsible for the technical part. And uh, yeah, we, we, we definitely see the value for, for startups if you basically replace your equity uh, for colored coins. And so from the first day on, you are basically a public listed company. You, you don't need to raise cash because your own currency is your cash, which you need to pay your expense, pay your uh, uh, partners and experts and whatever you need. Yeah. That's interesting because I mean, I know some companies are doing that, but I've never heard of anyone sort of using that as a general startup funding model. That's super interesting. Yeah, I mean, for, for us, it's really interesting because basically our idea of UFO Start was that we try to convince uh, entrepreneurs to have a strong vision uh, as an idea and then convince people joining their team by working for equity. Because only if you really are excited about something, then, then you take the risk by taking equity. But the problem is, it's not easy to handle. It's highly regulated. And uh, many founders uh, don't have a clue about how to deal with it and to do it. And now with the Bitcoin infrastructure, you have basically everything you need to, to do it. Yeah? So, of course, we, we see the challenge to implement it in our platform that you can easily use it. But I think we are very close. That's what we have to figure out. How are you going to deal with regulations? That's a topic for, for himself. We have to take care <laughs> about that for sure. But we think and we see it's much easier uh, to do it in that way than it was before. Okay. So you, I guess I would call you a specialist of building platforms because you built Xanox and uh, now you're building this platform. What got you involved in Bitcoin? Um, which is, I mean, so different from what you were doing before. Yeah, I mean, I spent the last four years in Silicon Valley. Uh, okay. So I've seen probably 2,000 pitches of different startups. And maybe two years ago, the Bitcoin topic became more and more visible. 
So it was just a matter of time that it grabbed my attention. And uh, finally, when I came back to Berlin, then I was completely sold, especially after joining your meetup. Uh, <laughs> when I heard the first time about colored coins, I was like, wow, that's it, what we are looking for, yeah, all the time. So what's your impression of the kind of the state of startups and Bitcoin activity in Berlin? I'm, I'm actually excited about um, the small crowd here at the Bitcoin conference because I thought it's, 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 it's bigger already. I mean, probably the, the biggest crowd of uh, Bitcoin uh, 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 fans is, is still uh, in the United States. So I think Silicon Valley is one of the hub spots and uh, Austin, Texas, another one. But I'm impressed that Berlin already catches up and uh, could bring that crowd. Even though I'm really missing all the startups guys from Berlin. So there are almost no investors. There are almost no leaders of the startup uh, community here. So I see that there is that there's no connection between the startup community and the Bitcoin community so yeah. far. No, that's absolutely true. That was actually one of the reasons why I started this meetup. And that's one of the things. Yeah. I don't know how successful it's been with that. But that's one of the things I hope that we'll be able to achieve in the future. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows us that we are really ahead of the wave. I mean, we are really, that's the front line here of this new industry. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of being part of it. Yeah, so it's, it's really exciting. Uh, I'm Andreas Schildbach. Uh, I'm the author of the Bitcoin Wallet Android app. And tell us about it. Well, it's um, an app which you can use to take your Bitcoins on the road. I mean, really have it with you in your pocket and uh, have a decentralized way of managing your Bitcoins. Cool. Uh, I actually use that app, so cool. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for using it. <laughs> You're welcome. And um, so when did you develop it? Uh, I started 2011, I think March or something like that. I was, I was planning, I mean, the story is I went to Room 77, which is a restaurant in Milan, And I, um, I went there with, with my notebook and paid there, and it was just... Uh, horrific. Hmm? horrific. Horrific, yeah. You had to enter your address by hand. And I Im immediately decided I need a mobile app which, where I can scan a QR code and, and all is done. Uh, but um, there was no Java. I mean, you uh, Android, you need to develop in Java, Android apps. Um, there was no Java, and all, all was C, and I, I, I don't know C. So, so I waited, basically waited for something to happen. And then Mike Hearn uh, re released Bitcoin J, this Bitcoin Java library. And I took that immediately and wrote a UI around it. So the UI that we see in the Bitcoin uh, client for Android is the, the UI that you designed? Yeah, you can... Say that. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's very much the, the Android uh, style guide uh, right. says how it has to look. There's not much. Uh, And so all, all the other wallets that look like the Bitcoin wallet, so the Dogecoin wallet, Litecoin, Feathercoin, they, they forked your UI, essentially. They, f they forked the app. I mean, they, they forked um, Bitcoin J because they need to implement the logic for these altcoins. And also they forked the app, uh, Bitcoin wallet app. So okay. what's, uh, what are your kind of next projects with the Android wallet? What are you working on? Uh, I just released a version which has the payment protocol. 
that's BIP, four, uh, BIP 72, 71, 72. Um, yeah, I mean, um, what will happen is that... Uh, um, so you'll be able to receive messages and uh, you won't see the address, but... Uh, the payment protocol is, um, is the channel, it's, it's a channel between yeah. the payer and the payee, so the customer and the merchant, for example. Um, if, you, if you make a payment, then you, you send the payment directly to, to the merchant, so because the merchant can also put it into the, net, the Bitcoin network. And then you you get a receipt for for have for um, having made the payment. So essentially, if you have a payment, the payment request is also signed. If you if you go to court, I mean if you um, a dispute. yeah if there's a dispute about uh, did I get my uh, you, you, did the merchant get the money, then you can prove with the payment request with the signed signed payment request and the blockchain that you have paid. So this is coming in the new version. That's already in the in the version that uh, rolled out since yesterday. It's version three, three, four. So do you have that on? Are there any point of sale systems that already utilize the PIM protocol now, or is it just because you need it on both sides? No. Yeah, um, there's uh, online payment processors um, that implement it right now. I can't make any announcements because they have to do it. Um, there's Bitcoin Q2, QT who implements it. Um, there's also one guy, I can't remember his name, who, who's doing an NFC um, yeah, payment terminal or something like that, which you can use, and he also plans to support it. I think everybody will support it because it's a BIP standard. It's very Are you kind huge. of a hanger? Most... Uh, is it already now in QT in the current release? Uh, or in the release. It's coming in the yeah, next uh, uh, I'm yeah, I've, I've, I'm I'm very early, I'd say. Uh, but but on the other hand, uh, we talked enough about the protocol. I mean, it's yeah. in development since one and a half years or something like that. And do you have any other projects you're working on? Um, the, the, the next thing that will come after that is HD wallets. Uh, 32, I guess, uh, which allows you to uh, generate all your addresses from just one seed. So the wallet doesn't unback up itself if you use multiple addresses. So this is coming in the one of the next versions of Bitcoin J. Um, that will I don't know when it will come. Maybe uh, in summer or something like that. Um, Mike is uh, working on that, and if it's uh, if he's finished, I will. Uh, or, I mean, at some time it will start, I will start working on the UI for that. Okay. Yeah, like, because that's the seed um, concept is already implemented in Armory, for example. What's taking so long for that to come into Bitcoin QT or some of these? Uh, good, good question. Uh, the early implementations of that are not compatible to each other, so a standard has to be formed, which is BIP32. And still, the standard is not completely. Discussed. I, I don't know. I mean, there's still some variables that need to be found. So we need to we need to check if, if um, for example, mobile devices don't have much uh, processing power, and you you probably need much more processing power for for, for implementing that standard. We, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. So is the backup seed from Armory when you use the AC wallet? Uh, to restore, you have to use Armory. You... 
right? Or you can't use that with any other implementation? I think it's not interchangeable yeah. uh, right now, but it will be. So in future you can uh, put your seed into another wallet and get the same addresses and see, see the same balance. So I ran into uh, a fellow Frenchie. <laughs> well, French. Hi. <laughs> so tell us uh, who you are and what you're doing here. Uh, I'm Eric Chevignard. I'm. What am I doing here? I'm. 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 Uh, I, I'm not here for any company. I'm just here by uh, curiosity uh, with a press badge. So I'm going to write about the event. And uh, more generally, I uh, try to write about uh, Bitcoin or make some talks or whatever to explain and make sure I uh, understand myself the concepts because I believe that Bitcoin is, uh, I guess, the most uh, important thing in the tech uh, ecosystem that happened in 2013 in the sense that it became very popular. And uh, I, 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 I'm yeah victi a victim of the fear of missing out. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I uh, understand everything with uh, Bitcoin, how the protocol works, and uh, where it might go, what are the opportunities, uh, etc. So I'm really here because I'm curious. The strange thing is that I didn't meet any uh, other French fellow. So there are no French, although yeah, we are just uh, just it's a one-hour flight from Paris, but uh, no French here. It's a bit sad, uh, and that's it. Cool. And um, are, you, are you involved in any Bitcoin projects specifically? Or? No, in this, uh, I mean, we were having this conversation a few minutes ago. Uh, I'm really hesitating right now because I'm kind of planning my. Uh, uh, future, in a, I'm in the process of choosing what I'm going to do in the coming month, and I, I think that I should get involved in uh, something in Bitcoin, but at the same time, should I do something full-time or not? Uh, I mean, as, a, as an advice, I would say that it, it is really the, the, the time to get involved in some way, so right now my uh, way to, of getting involved is understanding and explaining it to others. Uh, it's good for myself and it's good for the whole uh, community. And with, with the, this key message that Bitcoin is not about uh, the ups and downs, uh, it's not about uh, the, really the currency, etc., but more about the protocol and all the technologies that can be built on it. And I think that this is very important because uh, mainstream journalists haven't been doing this work. So this is my way of getting involved, and maybe with this understanding, I will go one step further at some point, but I'm not even sure. I'm just, yeah, evangelizing, holding a few bitcoins, and that's, that's just my involvement uh, in some way. Cool. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks. Good talk to you. Okay, so I managed to find another French guy <laughs> um, here at uh, Bitcoin Berlin. So just tell me who you are and what you're doing here. So my name is Philippe Rodriguez. I'm uh, the president of uh, an M&A boutique called Avolta Partners. It's a fundraising company for, for startups in, uh, in France and in Europe. Uh, what's your involvement with Bitcoin? Well, I'm a passionate of Bitcoin as an individual first. And I meet a lot of people in France who are turning this idea into reality. So that's why I'm so involved with Bitcoins. And uh, I mean, obviously, we haven't seen very many French people here. Um, I think you and Eddie are the only two, and I'm sort of half, I guess you could say half French. Um, 
Why why is it that there are no that there are not so many French people here? I mean, is it because they don't perhaps um, perhaps they don't know about the conference, or maybe it's a different ecosystem, or maybe there's just maybe the Bitcoin ecosystem isn't sort of out in France. No. What, are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, uh, the ecosystem in France is really low at this time. It, it will grow very fast, but uh, nowadays we can say that it's, it's really low. We, we can count something like 10 startups or projects that are really good, good technology, and which is really slow because in, uh, in Germany we count like 16 uh, startups in Bitcoins and more than 200 in, in the US. So I guess it's just uh, that we are really slow to start, but uh, as soon as we start, we are really quick. And um, what are some of the interesting products, uh, projects coming out of Paris or other cities in France? Well, we have seen very good uh, Bitcoin uh, exchange first. And this is really important because it is a point of entry in the market. And a good thing about wallets and uh, cryptographic applications and uh, everything in the, in, the value, in the value chain of Bitcoins that we need. To, uh, to promote and maybe to have technology that can be exported globally. And so you told me about a project you're working on, which is uh, you, you told me about a project you're working on, which is the French Bitcoin Foundation. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us about that? Well, I'm very excited to uh, to gather now all the people, all the ecosystem in France, because as as the ecosystem is really small, we really need to be united. And uh, this is what we are doing. But the good news is that uh, the more we talk about it, the more people are coming saying, I want to join. And uh, I think we'll be, uh, we'll be a lot of people by the end of the month. <laughs> and so you're leaving early tonight to go to the first Paris startup meetup. Yep. Uh, what are you expecting to see there? Well, we will have uh, three startups that will uh, show their new products. Uh, we are gathering like 80 people in, in Paris. It will be, uh, the venue is really cool because it will be in a startup 42 in, in Paris, which is a good venue for this kind of thing. And uh, there is like uh, 100 people uh, in, in Paris tonight. And, uh, and the conference will be live streamed. That, that shows that we have a lot of interest uh, nowadays in France. Cool. I'm looking forward to uh, going down to Paris for one of the meetups. So I, I founded the uh, Lille startup, or Lille, uh, Bitcoin Talks Lille meetup, and we brought in uh, about 20 people at our first meetup last week. Um, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so what do you think some of the collaboration maybe that could happen with the uh, Lille startup uh, scene and the Paris startup? Absolutely, one, 100%. <laughs> it's so close, it's really close, and, and, uh, and it's cool to go to Lille, so 100 person. <laughs> cool. All right, thanks for talking to me. My name is Hubert Gertes, and I'm working a concept which might be called Collector, and it's working with digital assets, transferable digital assets. Could you elaborate? Could you elaborate? <laughs> um, Yes. <laughs> Should I? You're not under NDA or something like that. No, I'm not under NDA. It's just like, um, it's been a long day and I'm already having a hard time to speak coherently, but I might try. <laughs> Essentially, it's about the concept 
if you look at things which are going on besides Bitcoin as a currency and besides Bitcoin as a money store or a store of value, it's there are many things which can be done with the blockchain or any other blockchain by using it as a platform for completely different services. Like Namecoin would be one of the first examples or all the things Mastercoin is after or the bitches people are after or the colored coin people are after. And I would be something like a potential user of one of the services with my service because what we want to create is an environment where Let's take one step back. Every Bitcoin user is complaining about central bankers creating value out of thin air. And maybe rightly so, maybe not. I don't care, actually. Because there's a certain group of people who always created value out of thin air. And those are creative people, artists, musicians. They start with a blank canvas and... Yeah, they start with a blank canvas and I mean look at a Bob Ross video which is maybe bad art but it's a very good way to follow the process they start with a blank canvas and they create something of value of emotional value of a value which if it's an open source artist and put it like that who's doing some code he might even add some commercial value to other people but if you look at how the internet works Essentially, this kind of value does not transfer into financial value anymore. Because if you take any creation, you just put it on the internet and it's there indefinitely. There's not even a co you cannot even talk about original copies anymore. It's an infinite number of originals or copies which essentially are inherently worthless because they're not scarce anymore. Not like Bitcoin. Bitcoin's a wonderful example of the power of scarcity and the real power of Bitcoin is the potential of unleashing this power of digital scarcity into completely different areas, non-currency related areas like the arts, like music, like open source software. And this is where I think most of the innovative stuff happening in Bitcoin or that's going to be happening in Bitcoin over the next two years is going to be in the space. The, the other apps you know, outside of currency. Definitely so, because, I mean, who's, who's caring about currency, central bankers and some Bitcoin people? Because that's definitely not enough, but this, because this leaves maybe like 7 to 8 billion people outside of the system, people care about completely different things. And bringing the power of Bitcoin and the power of digital scarcity to those kind of people, to everybody else, what we should be after. My name is Rafael. Um, I'm from Colombia, South America, and I decided to go to the most happening place in the United States, which is Austin, Texas, um, to get Bitcoin going. We, I co-founded the Texas Bitcoin Association and the Texas Bitcoin Conference. The conference has grown exponentially, just like the Bitcoin itself. Um, we're going to have a hackathon with over $1 million in prizes and contracts. We have the first Bitcoin concert. We call it the Bitcoin cert. And yeah, it, we ha our conference is the 5th and 6th of March, right before 
South by Southwest starts in Austin. So we're going for like the Twitter effect, right? Twitter blew up in 2007 because of South by Southwest. We're going to make sure that Bitcoin blows up because of the Bitcoin conference and what we're doing, you know. At the Bitcoin cert. At the Bitcoin cert and the hackathon. And uh, yeah, this is a, a collaborative effort of the whole Bitcoin community. It really is. So how many people are you expecting? At least 2,000 people. Now keep in mind that Miami, Miami was expecting 400 and they got around 2,000. So if you get five times as many as you expect, you can, uh, you'll get 10,000, right? You know, I think uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, right? Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get there. And yeah, we're very excited, yeah. So who's playing at your Bitcoin cert? This is the first time I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you coin the, the term Bitcoin cert? Um... I think that was a group effort. I don't know if any one person came up with it. Seems but, uh, obvious, right? Bitcoin. Yeah, big points. The big points. Um, yeah, yeah. You see, uh, Miss Malachi uh, will be uh, featuring. Actually, she came to us. She's a uh, Grammy nominee artist. Tatiana Moroz, Jordan Page, and uh, also there is an awesome band, the Eric Tesmer Band, and the and also we have a. Uh, Nagavili, I think that's uh, how you support. She's uh, she's an, an East Indian uh, singer. Yeah. So what's uh, what's your main activity? Is this? I guess at the moment, conference is going to be the only thing you do. Or right. Do you have other projects? Well, the the real reason why I came back to to, to the United States, to Texas, was because in Colombia I felt very lonely. I mean, I was the only Bitcoin guy that I knew of. And the Bitcoin exchange in Colombia, bitmarket.co, I called the guy and a guy answered in Germany, speaking in German, you know, with a little bit of English. So I'm like, what's going on here? And I figured, you know, I, I should just go to Austin, uh, really get things going there so that when I come back to, when I go back to South America, I'm set with the good connections that I need in order to uh, provide adaptability and liquidity. How, how's the Bitcoin community in Austin? How vibrant is it? In Austin, extremely vibrant. Our meetup group is very, very much of an Austinite culture. By that I mean it's very entrepreneurial. People are very open to share and to collaborate and mastermind ideas. Um, we come together once a week and we have at least 50 people coming on a regular basis. You see, Austin... Before I got there, there were two meetups, Bitcoin meetups going on. We joined forces and now there's one. And um, the Texas Bitcoin Conference grew out of that grassroots effort, which is beautiful. It really did grow out of that meetup. And um, a lot of it, I think, is I, I, think, uh, I attribute it to the uh, grassroots and entrepreneurial nature of the city and the culture itself, right? So, yeah, it's just, uh, this is just amazing, you know, just to see what's happening. Cool, well, that sounds really exciting. So, if, if people want to go to the conference, uh, where can I, when is it taking place and where can they find out about it? You can go to TexasBitcoinConference.com. Again, that's TexasBitcoinConference.com. It's happening the uh, 5th and 6th of March. South by Southwest starts the 7th of March, 
uh, through the 16th. So if you're already coming to, uh, to Austin for the Texas Bitcoin Conference, I recommend you stay till 16th and uh, watch Bitcoin blow up in front of you. And if you're coming from South by Southwest, come early for the Bitcoin Conference. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thanks for talking to us. And, uh, awesome, man. Good luck for the conference. Thank you very much, guys. Up and you have uh, five times more people than you expected. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a collaborative effort, you know, and it's a collaborative effort of the whole community. And that's uh, literally everyone is welcome to chime in and bring ideas as to how best to blow Bitcoin up during these events. Oh, yeah, man. oh, for sure, man. We will, we will. Awesome. I'm Stanislav I'm organizing the meetups in Cologne, Germany. I also organized the first Bitcoin conference in Germany last year. And now we're planning a big event on September 1st and 2nd. And where is this event having taking place? Yeah, it will be in the former German Bundestag, the former German Parliament in Bonn. It's a great location. There are 1,200 seats. And we want to fill every one of them. We're going now on a PR tour. We have been to all the Bitcoin meetups in Germany. We had people going to Melbourne to the meetup, to San Francisco to the conference. We want to talk personally to every Bitcoin fan on this planet. We want to get everyone to join us on the World Bitcoin Forum taking place in Bonn, Germany. So can you tell us a bit more about what's the conference going to be like? Uh, who are you targeting? Is it going to be German, English? There will be one German track. We want to also discuss uh, German topics, German that are like, um, will only be in Germany, but all the other tracks will be in English. There's a lot of room. There's a big plenary chamber, there are several other halls, big lobby. So we'll have several tracks, one track for developers, finance track, the main track of course. And the funny thing is because it's a former parliament, there's all the infrastructure there. So we have even uh, um, booths uh, for translators. So that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, so so every, have, like, everybody can put their headphones on, yeah. It's just a question of the finance, yeah, but we want to finance it and we want to have translators sitting there and uh, translate it. It will be great, yeah. I think, like, I think that's a fantastic idea. If you could have a live translation and streaming online, that, I think that would be yeah, amazing. Definitely. So we can also cover it. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there. Why not? The great thing about this. If you want to really be called it World Bitcoin Forum, we want to bring Bitcoin to the mainstream. Yeah, there's like the big, uh, uh, what's the not the hawk, Bundesadler, uh, the eagle, the, the eagle, yeah, eagle. the German eagle, the symbol of Germany is there in the background. That's really a special feeling of history. Yeah, space location. Uh, yeah, definitely. We want to bring the Bitcoin. To mainstream and discuss and really and it's also going to be a very cheap conference right because i remember i was at your conference last year and it was uh, lots of fun excellent conference and it was completely free which was amazing though so yeah. i think this one is also going to be very economical yeah. though. definitely our tickets will start at the 200 euro but we will also provide coupons so everybody if you are in part of a meetup for example you will get the coupons so you can, can get in cheaper and you want to discriminate the regular payment system so if you pay with bitcoin you get in for cheap if you pay with credit card you have to pay double why not i, I like it yeah and can you tell us about the world bitcoin forum uh, so 
that organization that you're creating? Yeah, it's uh, basically we want to bring everybody together, everybody in the Bitcoin space. So we choose that name World Bitcoin Forum for the conference. Okay, and so that organization will organize and host conferences uh, going forward, or are you planning on other it, types it, of events? It depends on the manpower right. because. Now we are two of us who really are the core of the organization. Then we have around 10 to 20 people who help us organize. Those do PR for us and talk with people. But it's really complicated. We don't want to make money. So we want to make it different than inside Bitcoins, for example. They charge us prices. Don't deliver the best results, I think. But the reason for that is because they have to make money. We don't have to make money, we want to make the best event possible. That's our goal. So my name is Mo Adam, I'm one of the co-founders of BitAccess. We're a Canadian corporation based in Ottawa, Ontario. We've been uh, recently uh, building, releasing and selling our Bitcoin kiosks, which uh, will accept cash and send Bitcoins instantly to a customer. And was that right? You raised $10 million? I uh, saw some posts somewhere. That is a post that was made. Uh, we're a private corporation, and so we don't discuss our private financing. Okay, yeah. But um, there is a lot of investor interest in our company. We are focused on releasing the best products right now, and not on releasing press releases about money or yeah. taking pre-orders for products that don't exist. Our number one focus is on releasing great products. How many, I think you're calling BTMs, how many yes. of those have you implemented so far? So I think there are four right now live on the planet. So that would be in Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and in Geneva, okay. in Switzerland. There's a few more going online. Uh, there should be another online this week in Canada, actually. And so you're, you've been doing a lot of that implementation in Canada from a, because yes. of the geographical advantage, obviously? Uh, for both regulatory perspective and from a geographic perspective, Canada is a really great place for it. It's also a great uh, test bed for uh, expanding into international markets. We recently launched in Geneva, which taught us a lot about going international. Are you guys uh, selling the ATMs or are you operating them? We do not operate ATMs. We sell them to uh, customers who have strong banking relationships and that uh, can manage cash. Because that's the biggest thing with operating these yeah. devices. If you don't have a cash management uh, strategy, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to be able to operate one of these at its full potential. Yeah, you yeah. need a lot of working capital now. No, you need to be able to manage cash. I mean, if you're running an ATM what do you mean? and yeah. there's a run-up in the price of Bitcoin, uh, there's going to be a lot of people running to your machine to yeah. fill it up with cash. And then you're going to have all this cash. You're going to have to have a good exchange relationship yeah. and a good banking relationship to be able to manage that. And if the Bitcoin price drops, you're going to need to be able to fill the machine up with cash rather quickly to meet the demand also. Uh, you have BTMs one way or both ways? So the ones that are currently live are prototype units. They're one way. Um, we're happy to say that we have a two-way unit that just came off the production line in Ottawa. And so those will be released into the wild really soon. So you're building them in Ottawa? Yep, we have uh, welders in Ottawa who are putting the machines together, building really nice, strong boxes for the cash and everything. Nice. We're really cool. very vertically integrated. This is a machine that was designed for Bitcoin. This is not us taking a kiosk off of the shelf and putting it on the market. So how many are you planning to launch? We have orders for a very, very large number, and so we're just working on making sure that we can fulfill those current orders. And that's why we're not advertising very much and seeking many customers, because we do have a very strong customer base already. And so if there are interested parties, we uh, encourage you guys to contact us. But yeah, I'm not going to release numbers because 
there's been a lot of uh, promises in the Bitcoin world that haven't yeah. been fulfilled, and so we're really focusing on uh, just hitting strategic uh, objectives right now. And that is going international very quickly and having the best product on the market. Now you spoke about regulation and how regulation in Canada is quite favorable to Bitcoin. What are the sort of the hurdles that you ran into in other countries, be it in the U.S. or? Well, like I said, we only sell to customers. So when we say regulatory, we say, where can we find customers that have the correct regulatory framework set up? And so there are some customers in the U.S. who do appear very close to having that. But right now, we are only selling uh, to customers where we have validated that they will be able to operate the machine without getting in trouble. So, I mean, um, in, the, uh, in Canada, we're pretty confident that all of our customers are compliant. In Switzerland, we uh, did a good uh, review with some lawyers to make sure that they were compliant. Um, I think that there are some certain countries like the U.S. where it's not obvious. And uh, that's why we're really looking for the perfect customers to operate. So, Who are your customers typically? Uh, is there a typical customer or does it really vary? Well, I mean, a, a typical customer for us is somebody who's been involved in Bitcoin for some time and understands the implications of what they're doing and who typically has a business that is cash-related already so that they understand the implications and they have a banking relationship set up. Or a Bitcoin exchange, in which case they, they have a very valid model for operating an ATM. Cool. Well, thanks very much. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Do you, do you want to talk about uh, Coinbox, uh, well, I can tell you about Coinbox really quickly. Yeah. So Coinbox right now is probably the easiest way to accept Bitcoin in a point-of-sale environment. It's a very basic app. We're on a, the Android App Store right now. Apple, unfortunately, has refused us access to their App Store. So sorry to all of you app users. We're working on mitigation policies right now. But it's a really, uh, right now, we have, we have a point-of-sale terminal. It's the easiest way to accept Bitcoin on the planet, in our opinion. It's a market leader. It's used in over 20 countries on five continents already. We have... Lots of shops are getting back to us asking for suggestions on how to accept Bitcoin. And we've built this really for the typical average user who's saying, I want to accept Bitcoin, but I'm not ready to replace my current point-of-sale terminal. I just want to be able to accept Bitcoin really quickly. This is built for you and your employees so that you can get them up and running instantly and securely. Thanks, Mo. We're going to let you get to me. Thanks. My name is Josh Zerlin, and I'm with Butterfly Labs. And what we're looking at here is our BitSafe, which is our hardware wallet. And it's a secure hardware wallet that you can use as your cold storage or your warm storage. But you can also take it with you if you want. It has a camera built in, so you can send and receive uh, Bitcoin transactions. It'll have a Bluetooth module to allow you to sync up the transactions and everything. It uses an e-ink screen which gives you great battery life. We're estimating a one to two week recharge window for the device depending on how often you use it. And it, it'll be a great way to secure your Bitcoins. Are you using HD wallets for this? No, it's, uh, it, this will be an all open source implementation and we're basically using, uh, we're working with a couple of developers that were developing an open source wallet we basically herded the project along, and once we're done with it, we'll be releasing it back into the open source community. Can you back up the keys? Yes. When you first, it's a deterministic wallet. Okay. So yeah, when yeah, you yeah, first make your wallet, yeah. you just make a paper paper printout of the backup, 
and then if you ever lose your bit safe, you can just restore it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Electrum in that regard. I'm sorry? It's just like Electrum. Similar, yeah. Yeah, kind of like Armory. It'll be like Armory's paper wallet. Yeah. And can you tell us about some of the security implementations in this wallet? So it has basically two machines in there, the operating system, which is completely isolated from the key store. And when you want to send a transaction, the operating system will send a request to the key store. The key store will sign the keys or sign the transaction with your private keys and send the request back out. So the private keys are never exposed to the outside world. And in that case, if the operating system is compromised or there's a bug, it can't get at the private keys. What about what about physical security? Like, is there a a biometric scanner or something if you lose the wallet? Or? On this, no, it will just be a password. It will be up to 255-character okay. alphanumeric password. We were going to do a biometric scan, but we weren't not... This first version of it probably won't have it. The second generation probably will. So it has a touch keypad? Yeah, it's a touch screen. I can understand that from the use case point of view. Is you know I'm not going to put my life savings on the wallet. I'm going to as the u- typical use case is that hey I have a desktop I'm going for a on a trip I'll put a hundred bucks in the hardware wallet when it's depleted I'll reload it. So I don't see the if need. It's a, if it's a hundred bucks you can keep it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Th- this would be where you would put the bulk of your coins. Yeah. Uh, you may have one for carrying around and one for keeping in your safe. Um, I think the advantage I think the advantage of a device like this over over a mobile phone is the battery life. Uh, yes. Aside from the security. I was going to say that because this is purpose built and phones are not purpose built for Bitcoin wallets. Right. And, and you know, the, the phones aren't nearly as secure either. If you lose your phone, someone could much, especially if you have a rooted Android or a jailbroken iPhone, they can get access to your Bitcoins through that. Whereas this would be much, much harder, if not impossible, to actually. Crack it, crack it open and get access to the private keys. And I got the Bitcoin wallet on my phone. If I lose it, I lost my money. It's simple as that. Well, you can back this up and you can put a password on and then, I mean, you lose it, you notice it, you can probably transfer your money out in time. Yeah, the person who, um, you know the Android SHA-1 hashing has a flaw in it even now? It's MD5 and a SHA-1 side by side. And the pin for the phone can be brute forced in like a few minutes. The other problem with the phone is it's stored on the web, so you're trusting your bitcoins to a web wallet, and I don't, I don't. I think that this terrifies is, this me. Is actually on the phone, I think. Oh, is this is this Andreas's uh, yeah, wallet? Andreas okay, all right. Uh, a lot of people use blockchain. Does it? You know that that scares me a lot. It scares me because if the transport is compromised, like in this internet right. connection, it's, I don't believe it's SSL. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 I can see the use case for that. You know, I, if, I, if it was cheap, I would carry it around. How much did you say these were going to go for? I'm sorry? How much did you say these were going to go for? We're, we're going to try to get the price down as low as we can, but the initial generation will probably be around $150. That's pretty affordable. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. decent. I would like to have like a worldwide. show. I'm sorry? It'll be available worldwide? Uh, I'm sorry. So. It'll be available worldwide? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we'll sell we'll sell the just same as we sell our hard, our mining hardware. So everything but the the AT countries will sell to sell and ship to. Well, I think this is going to be really fantastic when the price can get down to yeah. thirty dollars or something like that. And yeah. Really, 
I would like to buy uh, major people buy this. Are you taking orders already? No. 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 When no. is it likely to be? I hope to start shipping it hopefully by the end of next month, but maybe wow. into April. Do you have a sign up list for the people who want your wallet? Can I put no, no. It's private or just uh, on no. Nothing. We're not doing any pre-orders for it. Oh. <laughs> but do you have a mailing list to say when it gets on the market? Um, yeah, yes. If you go to our website, you can sign up there. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, you guys follow me on Twitter. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put it out on Twitter and on, on Facebook as well. Okay. So. Okay, thanks, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank thanks very much. Yeah, sure. Tour de Meester. And where are you from and what do you do? I'm from Belgium. Cool. Yeah. Where, where in Belgium? Where from Bruges, actually. Oh, yeah. I like Bruges. I'm going there in a few months, actually. You you live there a couple months? No, no, no. I said I'm going there in a few months. Oh, okay. Uh, so tell us about what you do. Well, I ran an investment newsletter. I started recommending Bitcoin as an investment quite early on. Uh, we also got into Litecoin and some other uh, Bitcoin-related investments. And uh, personally, I'm also an investor in Cointera, the mining company. And I do some consultancy here and there. I go to a lot of the Bitcoin conferences. Is this your first Bitcoin conference here in Berlin? In Germany? Yeah. In Germany, it is my first, yeah. Okay. And how do you like it so far? I like it a lot. I mean, uh, Media Bistro is just, it's, it's a great company. I think they're really, they're really, what they bring is they're really well organized, so they can really have everything go smooth. And uh, it's a great crowd. I'm, I'm actually surprised and it's always fun to meet a lot of the European entrepreneurs and see what they're up to and uh, yeah there's always like new like in Miami it was, I was also surprised like uh, lots of new companies and then here as well actually so yeah I'm, uh, I'm stoked I'm excited so how you you recommend new things now in your newsletter or what's your perspective there on Bitcoin and investing in cryptocurrencies yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about what the next step is. Like, when the internet was launched, the next step was, okay, applications on the internet. And then when we had big networks like Facebook and eBay, and well, especially Facebook and, uh, and uh, like Google Android, then the thing was all about creating applications that click on those networks. So now the question is, like, do we have to focus on protocols next to Bitcoin? Or do we have to focus on protocols that are operating already in the blockchain environment, the Bitcoin blockchain? So kind of like Ethereum uh, versus... Uh, yeah, like colored coins, but then also yeah. just you know just Bitcoin businesses that are operating yeah. in the blockchain today. And um, I don't know, like I'm, uh, I'm actually not very sure. I think it's going to develop in, in all directions. And I'm not. I'm less sure than I was a couple months ago about what is going to be the killer app. For the moment, I, I just like Bitcoin a lot, and I was surprised yeah. by Dogecoin. I was uh, surprised, and yeah. I'm actually really happy how this really. There's a lot of sophisticated investors that got into Bitcoin, and that, including myself, like felt quite smug, like oh, you know, we kind of know what's going on and what this market is all about, and then this Dogecoin thing happened and. Almost everybody missed it entirely, and there's a community of 60,000 people on Reddit, and yeah. the price is going up. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm also a bit dumbfounded. I don't know what's next. I think it's great and exciting, and uh, maybe it is this cryptocurrency that's going to make crypto popular. You no, know? yeah, who knows, going? right? 
Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Because, I mean, you can give a, it's very easy to give a thousand Dogecoins to a friend or a million even. I know, I know. It makes I, you absolutely. feel a lot better than if you give 0.003 Bitcoins, right? I know, I think that's so true. I think for tipping, this is perfect. And it's also just cool and fun with this dog, cute dog on it. Right. Well, and I saw this just yesterday. I was looking at the the volumes on the Dogecoin exchanges. It's insane. It's especially going crazy in China. I didn't realize, but uh, in China, the volumes are massive. Uh, at least from what I could see, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense, because as far as I know, that's a Chinese dog, right? Is it... Japanese, I think. Is it Japanese? Yeah, it's Japanese. Oh, okay. I think the Japanese guy owned the dog with the uh, okay. picture. So at least an Asian dog then. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what are you most looking forward to at the conference here? Well, I always, in general, I always just look forward to talking to the, the entrepreneurs, like what they're up to and uh, I, I just always want to hear, like what's, and also... What, I guess what I'm interested in here also is synergies, like what existing companies are, are are partnering with other companies. I just think in general that's a theme going forward, like to see maybe mergers, acquisitions, uh, but also just a lot more cooperations between individuals and uh, and companies. That's that's exciting to me because that that means from the customer perspective just a more friendly environment because if everything's integrated then that's just much more easy to yeah. interface with I want to question I think you've, you've spent a lot of time in Argentina no? right so what's your view on the Bitcoin adoption there and is there usage as a payment system for example well it's interesting like there's a duality on the one hand uh, it's really easy to get people to understand like you know the meaning of it but it seems like the actual adoption is is not really keeping up with that. Like it's very easy to get people excited, and at the conferences, there's I would say more passion. Right? There is more genuine passion about how incredible this technology is beyond just the profit motive. Um, but then they're challenged in the sense that they are like just internet penetration is not as deep as in the West or uh, just in general technology. It's not as advanced, uh, even though most people have smartphones, especially in the metropolitan areas. So, but I think, um, yeah, we'll see really exciting things going forward. Um, it's also a bit challenging for companies because uh, the you know, it's just a little bit more uncertain sometimes, uh, like what the legal environment really is about. Um, but I mean, yeah, Bitcoin is gonna boom in Latin America. I'm, 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 I'm sure about that. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode about Inside Bitcoins Berlin. If you liked our coverage of the conference, please consider tipping us at epicenterbitcoin.com tips. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter at epicenterbitcoin.com newsletter. We really enjoyed providing you coverage of this conference. We're excited about the journey we're on with Epicenter Bitcoin. And we're grateful to have you as our listener.